Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to HBO, HBO Girls, Girls Rewatch. I'm Amelia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Amelia Rattaler. And I'm Evan Lazarus, and we have our first guest on the podcast. This our is dear, so dear major, dear friend of the pod. Um, she's an absolute rock star, pop star, pop star, actress, comedian, singer, songwriter, hot, and gorgeous. we just. We we're just so excited to you have her. You responded any to other words, and I said hot and gorgeous, and your face lit up. <laughs> <laughs> what really lit me up <laughs> was when Evan said hot and gorgeous. Yeah. Guys, get your hands clapping for Esther Fallon. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. We're so Y'all excited. have been talking about this podcast for a long time. We finally are And here it. we are. I can't believe it. We're honored yeah. to have you as our first guest. We're kind of nervous, though. Don't be nervous. Just... You are enough. We respect you so much. Yeah. Oh, I respect y'all. In 2023, you're our whole world. Is that true? In the year yeah. 2023, you're oh our whole God. world. And it's only In the this- beginning. It's only the beginning. Mm-hmm. Esther, immediately, we have to know, where were you when Girls came out? Wow. Okay, so when Girls came out, I was just like the rest of you in the Obama era. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, so it was a different girl back then. This is um, a political podcast, FYI. Yeah, exactly. And guess what? I voted. Oh, Whoa. and I had hope for who? Obama. Yeah, it's right. so cool. Esther was old enough to vote. Well, not in 2008, but in oh. 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, in 2008. Still cool. Still cool. <laughs> um, and let's see. I was at the University of Michigan, majoring in musical theater. Okay, the other two. The other two. And um, oh Wait, yeah. Do you know Helena York personally? No, she's older than me. Oh. She voted in 2008. I voted in 2012. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Oh, she did musical theater. She did musical theater. Are there any famous people from your grade? Yeah, Erica Henningsen from Mean Girls the Musical on Broadway. She's been playing Katie for so many years and she'll continue to for years to come. For a long time. I think she's going to have that. I I don't think anyone else is going to play that role. Basically, the show came out when I was still presenting as a man, but my sister was living in New York and she was like, had her friend, her like group of like four girlfriends. She was like living the girl's life. And I, when I moved to New York, it was like when the last season, like, you know, 6B was happening. Right. And so like, <laughs> 6B side. Yeah, I hate that shit. Um, <laughs> her and her friends met every Sunday to like watch leading up to the finale. And I had moved here like right when that was starting so i like watched the last season with her and her friends and it was kind of like a glimpse into like another world as if i was like born cis or if i transitioned way earlier or yeah. something, you know um so it was a really uh interesting to re-watch too because like i'm a little younger than i'm younger than these girls but like that i remember that new york really well let's give a little summary of season one episode two vagina, vagina panic, panic. So how does the episode start? It's Hannah and Adam having sex right. having and crazy sex. It's a reminder because yeah. we just met these characters that this isn't going to be a normal show. The sex is going to be not hot and sexy or it's going to be hot and sexy in a new way. <laughs> right. No, Something that people forget is that before this, the only sex that had ever been on TV was on like PBS and it was lions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now Wait. this is the first time you saw humans having sex That's on so TV. Right, but I do think sex in a city did event sex on TV. It's not as intimate as it but like it's there are they as naked in sex in the city they show but they never show dick mm. and they never fo- show vag girls went there yeah girls went there but not in this episode, not, in this episode. This episode. not even in the season um but we got there we built who what vag do we see in girls oh honey what vag don't we see in girls we're honey. gonna we're gonna be seeing jessa's hannah's I- not 
Allison Williams because she has it in her contract that she won't be doing that. We don't see Zasha. And Zasha is the same. Okay. So okay. just Hannah and Jessa, but that's enough. This episode, yeah. this what? opening scene is establishing that like Adam is dirty talking with Hannah and then offers her a Gatorade after, and yeah. then there's Orange. like, um. She's orange, orange yeah, Gatorade. Orange Gatorade. And then what happens? They have a lovely conversation yeah, where so there's a conversation around the use of condoms where Hannah is assisting me. It's like I am a reasonable I'm a reasonable girl and I love to use condoms. All my sexual partners use condoms. And Adam's like, it's so crazy, but girls never ask me to use those things. He's like, but we use them. He goes, I guess we do use them. That's why I never come. It takes me twenty five times as long. Yeah. I'm setting the hell out of Hannah. He goes, Oh, you got an angry face. Why are you so upset? Why are you so upset? And then she's like so this is this is a very specific view. I won't get deeper into it, but like that we never get to see the side of Adam before. He is so like fuck boy Jerry over here. You're so right. You're so right. And <clears throat> also something that I thought was interesting when I was watching it was like I do feel like a lot of the world has yeah. has like come to Jess's side of things where like like it's like played for laughs and like very unsexy and like very awkward the like degrading sex and stuff like mm. that um but i feel like people are like no sometimes i'd like to be degraded and i feel right. like that's kind of where the culture is now but that Do was like Adam's very taboo side? Uh, i mean i don't want to say adam's side because like he is awkward mm. but like i feel like a scene like this wouldn't be written this way because more people feel like how jessa feels now like, it wouldn't be written as, like, a funny joke that, like, he t dirty talks. Are you talking about, like, the udders of it all where it's, like, we're the ladies and men shouldn't bring you to a group of friends to establish uh, Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why if I want to be fucked like I have udders? Why if I want to be fucked like I have udders? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And now, conversation. I feel like... Maybe I hang out with too many trans people. Like, trans <laughs> women love to be degraded. <laughs> Do not degrade them if you're cis. <laughs> 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 and that is a PSA, but <laughs> we go straight from this sex to the other sex. Yeah. Right. So Hannah leaves Adam's apartment feeling kind of scared that maybe oh, the right. cum has gotten up the sides of the condom. And then we immediately cut to Marnie and her boyfriend Charlie having sex. And Charlie's like trying to be so nice. And Marnie's so over it, not turned on, like almost disgusted by yeah, this guy. She wants to get hit by the back for once. Yeah. She's like, let's do doggy style. And he's like, don't you hate doggy style? And she's like, no, just do it. And then he's just sitting there above her. She's so over it already. And he's like, oh my God, this feels so good. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, these girls have fun. Cut to them at the park eating ice cream. Right. Fro-yo even. Fro-yo fro yo. That's Talking a really important distinction. We've eaten fro-yo together. These so are I thought fro -yo about girls. Yeah. yeah. These are fro-yo <laughs> Me and Esther are Froyo girls too. We've had Froyo. But they're sitting on the bench. Shoshana, <laughs> Shoshana opens up this book about how women should be treated when dating. And then they have this whole conversation. But they're all basically planning to be at Jessa's abortion later that day. Right. Yes. And Jessa is so upset by the whole dialogue because Shoshana keeps insinuating that like we're the ladies and we should all be following this distinct code. And Hannah's somewhere in the middle where she's like, I totally agree with you, Jessa. Like, we shouldn't have to be pigeonholed, but, like, she actually makes some fair points and we barely get a view into the mind's eye of a man. And thank God mm -hmm. a woman can kind of lead us through that distinction. And it's really pissing Jessa off. She's like, I'm against this abortion, but I want to be a mother one day. And right. that's okay to say. Yeah, it's, like, it's interesting because, like, um, that that book, it's called, like, Listen, Ladies or something like that, <laughs> right? Like, Listen, Ladies, a no-nonsense guide. Um, it's... It feels so I, I wanna like give props to like the um 
the Prop like graphic designer yeah, yeah. you know like it was such a good it looked just like those books you know i was like leaning there's into a, my ipad watching like have i read this one yeah right <laughs> like it's like there's there's all these like it's kind of like this like hetero pessimism right this like right. the when rules are this i straight up when I, I used to work for this porn stars podcast about dating and there was one week where they had all just written a book basically exactly like this and they were like here's how you get a man to treat you like a human being and it was like be a bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't I mean, take shit and it's like everything Shoshana was saying in this episode I'm like wait this is what Lana Rose was talking about on her podcast no I mean literally and the thing is like I feel like if you if you like do those things to a T they do work but like then you've just manipulated a person into <laughs> something and it's like you d you're not actually right. with that person you've got like a cock. You've like got a cut. You've you've made something happen with another person, but like, there's no or there's no, no romance or anything. And like, I think know. it's awesome. And girls I do should too. girls should keep it up. One hundred percent. Watching the show, it's they always have these like very interesting dialogues. That like, thank God we have TikTok because so many of these stories are now being repeated from like a more human lens. But before yeah. that, like you had to turn here to like get just get like baseline general knowledge about like a nuanced opinion about like some people really like media they're reading some people hate it and it's actually okay to hate a book yeah you never got you never would have heard that before no yeah totally. thank god for the show yeah. it's it's funny too because there's like no queerness in the show um basically but like the closest thing you get is jessa like yeah. jessa being like not into hetero life just you know? yeah it's dating like, is for lesbians dating is for lesbians she says dating is, really is for lesbians going on yeah yeah, so then our next scene that brings us to is Hannah and her insane interview with, with Mike Birbiglia. Oh, it's going really, really well until Hannah makes a rape, rape joke, joke. Yeah. and people hate that. And then so it doesn't work out. And then Jessa uh, is at a bar before her planned abortion, and that is not good. And then cut to the conversation, whatever. Hannah's getting an STD test because she's freaked out about Adam maybe not using a condom. And then Shoshana reveals that she's a virgin, and Marnie's like, LOL. And Shoshana's like, acting really inappropriate for an abortion she brought dylan's candy bar and she's just like trying to be so lighthearted. and marnie's and, like this is so serious yeah, she's also reveals she's a sister here which is like that's never mentioned again whatever hmm. i know yeah what the hell? so crazy she's an only child through and through whatever and hmm. how does the episode end hannah's with a doctor oh hannah's sorry with the gyno right she's with the gyno the um, gyno is having this insane conversation with her yeah hannah brings up that she's afraid of getting aids or yeah. maybe she secretly wants aids and the doctor's right. like that's really you do inappropriate not want aids and then it kind of ends with the doctor being like you couldn't pay me to be 24, 24. again and yeah. hannah said they're not paying me at all such a good line and then she says like <clears throat> does it hurt and she's like only in the ways it's supposed to. <laughs> Credits roll. Ooh. Oh my god! What a perfect episode. Yeah. It's such a like. Only in the way like, it's supposed to. Produced by Judd Apatow. Literally. <laughs> it's such a like almost film within itself. This episode. It is so good. The first season's really like that though, because specifically here, it's like all the girls' storylines are so intertwined with one another, and yeah. as the show progresses, the girls get more and more um, individual. Right. So it's very cool to like actually see this friend group operate. It's really the mm. crux for this whole it's show to start off of. It's like, almost we know the structure of Sex in the City is that every episode is kind of a vignette of a different like theme or idea within the dating realm. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like this episode of Girls is like that. And it's like, we're going to take the idea of like abortion and like women's sexual health and kind of see each of the four girls relationship to it specifically mm -hmm. and well, I think it was sex itself 
Because something we're really noticing about all these characters except for Jessa is that they have very low body counts. Like Hannah reveals she's only slept with two and a half men. Right. Has never slept with I had one. that realization too when yeah. I was watching it. I was like, I thought they had a lot higher body counts just from like... I mean, this is an HBO show show about girls having sex and none of them are having it. Yeah. Well, that they are. Well, that's why Jess is so critical as a character because she's like, she is the quote unquote slut of it all. Like she's a Samantha. She's a Samantha. Like she's fucking the guy in the bathroom. Like she's taking control. Like all these other girls were like letting men control the sex, uh, the sex conversation, sex economy even. But Mm -hmm. Jess is actually the one being like, you're coming to bathroom. You're going to do what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bleeding. That's cool. Thank God I had um, a miscarriage of my own. Mm. I don't, that's not thank God, but whatever, whatever. No, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. how she feels. She's that's like, thank she God. Well, then, girl, we have a crazy question for you. The? the first time we get to ask someone else. Girl, what girl are you? I don't think that anyone is just one girl okay radical i think that everyone is an intersection of two except for jemima kirk who is jessa i'm not talking about the girls themselves (laughs) okay what's your intersection i'm marnie and hannah y axis z axis nope x i like it no no math podcast math podcast yourself please um okay so what makes you marnie and what makes you hannah I feel like, here's the thing. I feel like if, if I was born cis, I may just be Marnie. Mm. But, I believe that. But because I was born trans, because I've been be through shit, I have to be a writer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I am like, um, and also probably because like, it's like the Judaism too, frankly. You totally. know what I mean? It's like yeah. the, like, just because like, Men- mental health. <laughs> you know? Now, what did that mean? Mental health. Yeah. Um, just because I'm sick in the head. Mm, and um, that's I think you're like, that's oh, Hannah. Coden. You're so happy go lucky, but you're also a little neurotic. I would say too. Absolutely. You have both going on. And I have my dichotomy. shit together, but I yeah. also am that's like okay. really lost and scared. Also. Yeah, that seems about right for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm definitely not. Um, uh shoshana jessa and shoshana don't seem to have much to do with you not much to do with me at all i don't know you're so playful in the shoshana way that's interesting you that's touch interesting grass in the same way i guess i do have Would like a vision- life outside of all of my friend groups in the way that shoshana does we have what girl are you this week um in 2023 i'm really shoshana vibes i'm bringing I'm sure. bringing Dylan candy bar to an abortion. Yeah. I hate to say it, yeah. but I am. Say it. Say <laughs> I it. love that place. Uh, my dad um, told me I was going to dyslexic middle school there. <laughs> <laughs> he brought he you there to tell you. Yeah. yeah. I cried every single day that summer. Aw. Aw. But I got a Reese's milkshake out of it. So yeah. not everyone's a loser. I want that mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. Um, Shoshana's well, a- you have to go to dyslexic middle school. You have to go to dyslexic middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could crack it. Well, the Dillon's yeah. Candy Bar in New York is closed now. What? Rest in peace. Well, that's what Bonbon's for. That's what Bonbon's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it what is. Bonbon's it for. Is. I think I'm going to go to Bonbon today before I go to the movies. Oh, really? Oh, that's so smart. You're going to Williamsburg Cinema? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, right around the corner. Because I'm right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. And Amelia, what girl, what choice. girl are you? So I thought about this a lot. In many ways, I'm Shoshana in that I'm mainly a virgin and love candy. 
But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the way Marnie schedules an abortion and then is such a bitch when people don't show up is so me. Like, I'm like trying so hard to be a good friend. And then my friend has their own life and world that they're going through. You're making a party full for an abortion. Literally. (laughs) Like, and also Marnie, um, the conversation between Marnie and Charlie at the beginning when Marnie's like, I'm allowed to be mad at you. That's just like, yeah, you're my boyfriend and I hate you. Duh. It's like it's so me with my friends it's like i'm sputtering like evil and they're like are you good and i'm like yeah this is just how we talk because we're besties and it's yeah. like well what i do think <laughs> the one thing for you it's like you might enjoy sex but you would really enjoy shaming someone about sex mm. if you yeah. get them in the bedroom wait that's a crazy allegation <laughs> but it's not crazy wrong <laughs> what do you okay. think about what do you think about me in the bedroom what do you think i'm like i think you're feisty i Rawr. think you're, you're gonna guess it. you're like don't talk yeah. to me like that yeah 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 I'm, it's giving like jessa that? um no oh <laughs> no but i like this image i when you were none that of the t- girls seem to enjoy sex and they shouldn't have to <laughs> no as we're andrew dorcas heads in his house <clears throat> well they famously say that women aren't really enjoying sex in their 20s it's when they get in their 30s that it really starts feeling good okay that makes sense i guess are you enjoying sex Moderately. (laughs) (laughs) Who's it good for? (laughs) Who's it good for? For real. I was watching this scene and uh, with Adam and Hannah, and it's like you actually have a little bit of empathy for gay men because because you imagine there was two Adams in that room, nothing would ever get done. There'd be no productivity. Wait, empathy for who? Like for what? Of you, I'm like you actually have to feel bad for gay men sometimes. (laughs) One time only. One time only. I see what you're saying. Instead of Hannah and Adam, can you imagine just two different Adams in that room? I see what you're saying. Nothing emotional would ever happen. It'd be so much distance and just like two street. Are are you? Are there often like two tops like that? Um, more and more every day as we no as we develop side culture. Really, two Adams in one room. I'm starting to feel no, like an everything. electron. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that, that is gonna go viral. <laughs> that By the way, is it so didn't. good, <laughs> <laughs> and it won't. <laughs> um, That's one of my stand-up jokes. Okay, we have to cut to our first break, but when we get back, we are really gonna dive into the episode. I can't wait. Vagina pen. Vagina pen. <laughs> this episode is so cool because it shows like a group of young 20 somethings rallying behind their friend who has yes. decided that abortion's the right choice for them <clears throat> and seeing like how they can be supportive even though it's kind of like a random situation. Like the line where Hannah's telling Adam, like, I have to accompany my friend to an abortion, which is super chill and normal. And then Adam's like, is it normal? And then Marnie is like, this is actually really serious for me. Like, I feel deeply affected. And then Shoshana is like trying to like be like, oh, yeah, like, what is the like unspoken right. rules of like how you should right. act well, towards did, everyone? Did right. Jessen might have kind of like- the baby. Like, I think part of this conversation is that Justin actually never gets it an abortion and she just has a miscarriage and she's happy about that. But, like, she was too nervous to actually ever, like, fully make the choice. Like, Marnie set the abortion up for her. She, right. didn't, she wasn't going to show up, potentially. Like, there's a storyline where, like, Jessa actually had the child. Uh, like, was avoidant for so long yeah. that she ends up having the baby. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. That sounds like a very Jessa thing it to does. happen. Um, it's, it's interesting because, like, I do feel like it was this interesting moment like politically where um, people were trying to figure out what these conversations were. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like um, 
I feel like this was also like in the era of like BuzzFeed, like BuzzFeed making all these like listicles of like what, like how not to react when your friend comes out as gay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like really trying to like figure out the rules for these like social taboos, wanting to break them down, but sort of like they walked so that like Gen Z could run. Totally. Mm. Like this is the so millennial know, right? exploration of like women in the 2010s relationship to their own autonomy. Yeah. And like how it's still like, it's definitely like this new placement from these older shows like Sex and the City, not to bring yeah. it up too much this episode, no, but it is like there was certain conversations about what was happening in the 90s with women's liberation and this is such a 2010s times capsule of like how this conversation is still so like not super talked about or there's not like this set and society accepted like route yeah of it all it's still so taboo like it's still something that like they're working through so much shame just to like have the conversation with each other. They're all having all these reactions and being like, well, I don't know about that. And like leaving the bench, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it just is triggering so much. It's triggering Can you a lot of think emotions. of another show where they had an abortion? I, uh, I, Especially I, I like in this think I'm most like, intimate, like in actually like going to an abortion clinic and not just saying like I had an abortion, but like actually going through the process of like setting kind of, the appointment. Yeah, literally. I mean, I grew up in Texas, too, and I had some, like, views about abortion. I don't know about you. Not, like, I, crazy. I remember, like, reading out this poem in middle school to my stepmom. Oh, my God. About, it's, like, this poem yeah. where it's, like, from the POV of the baby that was aborted <laughs> by their mother. And I just remember, like, being, like, isn't this terrible? And my stepmom was rolling her eyes, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so funny. So, growing up in New York, the conversation around abortion is, like, there wasn't one. Right, yeah. like I grew up in a very liberal part of New York, but like I didn't think I truly understood like what an abortion was. Like I, I knew the concept, but like I didn't actually understand the process. But like till college, like mm. you're not introduced to something where it's like liberal concepts or like like concepts around sex and like yeah. identity until you're in college. Where like there's one radical girl who's kind of sharing it with the rest. Thank right. God for her ass. Did Thank you God not have any ass. pregnant girls at your high school? Potentially, but I grew up in a uh, community that was like very much like image oriented. So it's like mm. it's wealthy Jewish families. Like if a child like drink more than four times, like they would go to rehab for a summer. Oh my god! Like gosh. disappear from class for a whole year, and you're like, where do they go? And it's like they're at rehab. Oh they're at the God. wilderness program. I'm just like in Texas, it's so program. teen mom. Like we literally have a school in our district where anytime like a woman gets pregnant, they transfer to that school in the district wow. because there's like free daycare so they can finish high school. Like, can I, can I ask like what like um like tax bracket, like what economic mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. I'm I think the median like household income of like my school district was probably around like 80 K. Yeah. I feel like my my school was it was public school, but it was like I mean it was very segregated, but like the white people were like pretty wealthy. Yeah. Um and so I never saw any like pregnant white girls. In the context of this show, all these girls were raised in a way where it's like, yeah, they would probably be getting abortions. And it's so interesting too, because like, yeah, they are like liberal, upper class white women and even for them it's like so hard to even have these for conversations them, yeah 
that conversation between Hannah and Jessa is also an amazing way to establish their friendship because Jessa's freaking out, but she can't say that. So she's like becoming mad about like these like higher, wider, more like thematical truths rather than being like, I'm freaking out about my abortion today. And Hannah's Mm. ability to be like, are you scared? Are you mad? Are you mad at me? And Jessa's mm. immediate—I mean, Jessa even says, "Stop looking into my eyes. Like, stop looking at me so much." Which is so real. Like when you're young and you're feeling too seen, when you're feeling vulnerable, like her shutting it down is so relatable. So real. And it showcases, like, in this nuanced way, like, yeah, she is freaking out. Like, she's gonna go have a white Russian and fuck a random guy because she does nope. not know how to deal with what she's feeling. That's easier. That's yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a conversation around like uh short-term pleasures versus long-term joy like you're yeah. fucking the guy you're having to drink like that feels good in a moment and you think that's what true happiness can be but it's actually just a um, obscurion from like how you can actually find um actual happiness day in and day out it's such a good show too about like <clears throat> like liberalism <laughs> period uh, yeah and like because and we'll cut to a break with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like God Apatow produced. <laughs> but it's like all these girls, like they kind of know mm. they have like their talking points on this stuff. But even like we said, like even those are kind of like surrounded by shame. But it's like once they're actually in the situation, then it's like then they're like, oh wait, what do we do? You know what I mean? I do feel like this foreshadows a lot of stuff about right. these girls. This this second episode, um, I thought about Shoshana's future i was like yeah these girls don't appreciate her like she really doesn't <laughs> fucking fit in here and also the anxiety around this like she seems to she like pretends to be so cool and collected about this abortion but it's bringing things up for her and i later we see her ocd and i wonder if that sort of manifests in this episode in like her mm. hypochondria no it totally because totally she's you know? so scared she has aids yeah yeah and it's part of it it's like because she doesn't know how to like talk to adam Instead, she like spirals in anxiety about this like, well, what if this is happening? Well, this is a great example of like where Lena and Hannah are like, she's writing about herself in such an intimate way. And this is like why the character of Hannah is so deeply interesting because it's truly based off like Lena's interesting dynamic with herself. Yeah. Um, Like she is someone who has suffered with OCD and like is very hypochondric, like was in and out of like therapy her whole life growing up, Um, especially around like, um worried that she was always sick like she was staying home from school like constantly because she's like Mm. she just like thought she woke up with cancer you know and like obviously it's not true but like she just like the this is an interesting parallel because she's like the line at the end where she's like it only hurts in the way it's supposed to it's like what is that specific conversation lena dunham had said that she literally used to have this huge fear of getting aids like it was a genuine childhood fear and Mm. so she just wrote that in the episode and i think when this episode originally aired people were like that's crazy that she's saying that and she's like well it's the truth mama yeah well Well, she grew up in new york too like i remember when we had like um what's the word that like celibacy like talks at my catholic church slay because i am jewish but i'm also catholic um you can do both you can do both we exist (laughs) you Uh, shouldn't yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's so hannah horvath it is it's hannah marnie Marnie. um but like we were told we're like oh you think you can't get aids just from kissing you know how sometimes when you brush your teeth there's a little blood that comes out Mm. What if you just brushed your teeth 
And then so when you were kissing, just brushed their teeth. And then a little blood came out. Right. And then you got AIDS. That's why now, you should never eat And then I had like chips. a panic attack yeah. the next day. I was, I remember oh, I was like really? in my mom's, in the front seat of my mom's car. And I was like shaking. I was like, oh God. How yeah. old were you? 12 or 13. Oh my God. I also was really into rent. <laughs> so it was like it's like you know it was like you and why know, did you move to new york again i had seen rent like 12 times yeah <laughs> so Marty. Yeah. lena dunham was like raised by the art these artist parents who mm. probably had a lot of like queer friends and probably like grew up during like the aids crisis in new york right. so it actually makes complete sense that like there is this like fear about that and like she's drawing from that exact experience yeah. even though it's like we're kind of making point. fun of these girls for seeing rent and thinking they could have aids right but it's like it is like the lasting effects of like the fear of like yeah. the aids crisis yeah. well it's also really fucking important to not get aids and anyone could get it you know <laughs> totally. what i mean yeah. also for the record but like what were you saying about tortilla chips <laughs> oh yeah you're not supposed to eat tortilla chips before you do oral because you could get aids <laughs> <laughs> is that real yeah Who told you that? James. Oh, our friend James. Yeah, because it's like it can cut your mouth open. So it's like oh you think God. oral sex is a lower risk of having um, getting AIDS or contract contracting HIV but from it. But not if you eat tortilla chips. I yeah. or other sharp food. Yeah, I will don't, straight just up eat, say you literally just eat yogurt before you give head. I've always been saying this, and I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live and die by it. The Chobani. The sex talk we got in like fourth grade, and it was just like about periods. Mm -hmm. There was also mention of like you cannot share razors or you will get AIDS. And I'm like, okay, I was nine with that in right. my mind. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, that is. It is really crazy. The, like AIDS was such like a well. Okay, say um, it. <laughs> just say a, it. A godsend. <laughs> Whoa. It was not a godsend. <laughs> Let me finish my sentence. But I stopped myself. Please like, finish that's your what, sentence. That's what preachers said. Hurry up and say this. AIDS was a godsend for like people who like to fear monger about sex. Mm. They were like, oh, thank God. Now I can be like, right. Fuck the gays. And fuck. You know what I'm saying? It was no, an absolutely. amazing I'm way like, to push the heteropatriarchy agenda. Exactly. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. And um, on that the pedagogy really thrived off of AIDS. Yeah. And pushing its message. <laughs> Something really before you. No, please. Yeah. Um, you're, it, what you said about Hannah, uh, about Lena, probably like living in the wake of the AIDS crisis more. It made me think about, were y'all here for the beginning of the pandemic? Like in no. 2020? Oh, were you I was, here? Okay, okay. I think call. I do feel like New Yorkers like experienced um, was, the pandemic in a much more intense was, way than I everyone else. I was in else. Westchester, so okay. it's a little different. But like I, okay. I, I, I know exactly. It was like, because all our local news was kind of covering the yeah. whole sector at the time. It was so much more intense here. It was so going, much more intense here. And I, there were six like months later, ambulances. Yeah. Like for so well, long, I grew I up right next to New Rochelle, where the first quarantine in the United States was. Okay, and it was only like 0.5 miles from my house in Westchester, so my mom couldn't even like go to the grocery store because it was completely shut off that area. Because mm. it was like that specific Jewish community, like had truly just like run through COVID. It makes sense that like people in New York would have had like perhaps a lingering AIDS mm. anxiety past. When people in Ohio would have it. Totally. And let's talk about That's Act all. Up New York next. Let's talk about <laughs> Act Up New York. Well, I one of the most interesting. I was talking about OCD earlier, <laughs> where it's like Hannah as a specific character is so interested in herself. Like Marty's having this, this very strong reaction to Jess's abortion. Like I don't know why you're not freaking out, Hannah. But Hannah is a character who's so self obsessed or like mm. so um, deeply like inward that like she's worried about getting AIDS or like what's coming up the side of the condom. Like 
actually so worried about like what her actual process is like getting this STD check and not like actually worried about her friend Jessa who seems actually really hesitant to get this abortion right and Marnie's like this is the most traumatic thing that a woman can go through which right. is like interesting um but it is like that's a really interesting dichotomy to be seen between the characters it's like does Marnie actually care so much or it's like is she just internalizing what an abortion would be for her right and like she's being supportive but she's kind of doing this performative supportiveness for Jessa by like planning all this and like I'm this type A girl who's gonna get it done, but she doesn't like actually emotionally care about Jessa that much. Like that's really been established where Hannah's always been like the emotional vessel, right, for Jessa, but like she's actually not actively doing anything so good. It's like who in this situation throughout the whole like what is a more beneficial thing? Is it planning abortion or is it being there for the abort the person who had the abortion? I think all the girls are trying their best, best. and their yeah. best isn't yeah. very good. Mm, no. Period. Mic drop. Um, Mike we're drop. gonna cut to our second break. When we get back, we're gonna do even more girls' content if you can imagine. Ring, ring, ring. ring. It's, it's quote, quote o'clock. o'clock. Ah! What oh were some standout quotes from the episode? You get scared. <laughs> I don't even have my phone. Okay, well, wait. I think I have my phone because I put my quotes on there. Okay. What was a standout quote for you, Esther? Um, a standout quote was I loved when Marnie uh, on the phone with Hannah was like, "Okay, crazy one." <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> when your bestie's having an OCD issue and yeah. you're like, "Okay, crazy one," Literally, perfect response. Perfect response. <laughs> That's how you be there for your friend. <laughs> I feel really seen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like um when I'm supporting my friends with their mental health, I will act in that way. Yeah. I'm like, eat your nuts. <laughs> Let's get you to a doctor. Yeah. Cuckoo. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I love the line when Hannah is talking to Marnie about how she's just had like dirty, mean sex with Adam, and Marnie's like, Adam cannot do that. He's not your boyfriend, which is suggesting that. The only thing in the way of Hannah being degraded by this guy is the label of boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's an amazing concept. That is really funny. (laughs) I love when Marnie and Hannah are talking about Jess's abortion and and it's like, I don't know. She can like keep the baby she wants, whatever is like best for her. And she's like, what? She's going to take her baby to her babysitting job? Love it. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. She did a little wordplay there. It's like, thank God. She doesn't even have a job yet. (laughs) <laughs> okay this made me laugh so much when they're talking about the book shoshana's reading and just was like i yeah. can't believe you fucking read that book hannah it's such trash and she was like it was a moment of desperation at the detroit airport <laughs> it's like yeah when i'm at an airport i am behaving in a way that like yeah. sober me would be appalled Never. by it's location Absolutely. location location too yeah it's that like that makes a joke i'm stealing candy i'm reading an audiobook i never would normally read like yeah. i'm feeling so random and like ORD. I love in the Mike Birbiglia interview when they go into the most like hack jokes about hipsters <laughs> from that age. They're like, they're like, why are they called mixologists? <laughs> and they're wearing their little vests. And he's like, yes, yes. They're having fun. They're having a good time. I want to go to a bar where the average patient can be described as crotchety. <laughs> they really say the word it's crotchety. Like they love the word. Gun to my head. Can't spell that. <laughs> I want to try. Okay, do it. C R O T C H 
E-T-Y. Okay, there's no way for us to correct and you because we don't know how to spell it. <laughs> so I'm like, you did it, Esther, We're going to do two takes. Yeah, you Yay. did it. <laughs> 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 You've been removed from the spelling yeah. bee. I'm going to do two takes. Amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and Amelia, you can fix all that in post, girl. <laughs> I keep it all in. Um, it's um, a bummer because she ruined it. Oh, when Marnie is so devastated divorce. that Jessa doesn't show up to her abortion, she's like, it's just a bummer because she ruined it. <laughs> and Hannah's like, you're a really good friend and you threw a really good abortion. That's a classic beautiful abortion. Quote. That's yeah. one of the top like 20 girls quotes, I feel like. Just you threw a really good abortion. When I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to remember that quote. Me too. Really? Probably knowing me. Oh, well, I hope <laughs> I, <laughs> no follow up. Uh, any others? I guess like we are the ladies, of course. That's the show. Bobby, yeah. we're the, the ladies. Yeah. I tried to go for quotes that kind of like <clears throat> made me laugh, but weren't necessarily quotable. Like, okay, crazy one. Yeah. I also loved when Shoshana admitted that she was a virgin. She was like, everyone and their mother has had sex. Which <laughs> is like such a way that like a virgin would be, would say that. Like everyone and their mother. I oh my like god! Really, the it's whole like com- moms have to. Moms have moms to. have to is the well, other piece. <laughs> well, not all. Do they? Well, yeah. Mainly. Not Mary. All right, it's time for our last segment. That outfit, outfit in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's wearing care of Brooklyn then. Verse <laughs> Brooklyn now. You know, I think we already did it a lot with the TikTok. abortion is like the big conversation here. We kind of did that the whole app. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Are you disappointed? No, I'm glad we <laughs> no, got. No, we did it organically. We're actually just so good at this pod. So wait, well, now we're just talking about outfits. In. Okay, you know what? You can do any cultural comparison? Any cultural moments that felt very 2000, very oh, period piece. Oh. One that I wrote down was um, Cobble Hill is still grown up. So yeah. this is the conversation um, Mike Birbiglia's character and Hannah were having mm. about like. They both live in Brooklyn, but Hannah lives in Greenpoint and Mike Birbiglia lives in Cobble Hill. And Hannah's like, oh, that's like grown up Brooklyn. Mm. And it's like Cobble Hill is still grown up Brooklyn, but Greenpoint has also become grown up Brooklyn because yeah, it's most so of Williamsburg priced. is too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's Whereas really like point. now Hannah would ha- actually have to live in Bushwick, I fear. 100%. Yeah. I think yeah. she's a bed girl. Or a bed yeah. yeah. Honestly... I do think she's Bushwick, if I can be honest with you. Mm. Thank you so much for <laughs> Way to go there. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, famously, Dylan's candy bar is gone. Dylan's candy yeah. bar is gone. That's a yeah. big one. Has it been replaced? Like, what would Shoshana well, we bring today? Bon Bon? Today? bon, bon? bon yeah, bon. we already said. Yeah, she'd bring Bon Bon for sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Swedish candy. It's kind yeah. of the new general candy store. Yeah. Do you think the conversation around abortion has shifted that much? I feel like it didn't feel super dated, this premise. Well, I feel like they had more access to abortions than verse now. Literally. Which is an interesting point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's actually had to shift because there's so much less contraception. I feel like there's less shame around it, but yeah. there's less access, access to. to it. There's less shame, but there's less access. I agree. That's yeah. devastating. Yeah, really. truly devastating. But hopefully this podcast episode will feel we'll like a period piece. Yes. And people listening to this today, things have shifted since. They'll be and- like that talking point in 2024. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else that stood out? I think 
frankly, like Mike Birbiglia's presence. For me, he certainly feels like a throwback to see yeah. him as a guest star on a show. Yeah. What was totally. he doing? This was around this period of like Sleepwalk with me. Back mm-hmm. when he was like, back when um, This American Life was, right. This American Life and WTF were the only podcasts. And he was like on every other episode of This American Life, basically. Because he's a storyteller. Yeah. He really is. I think the conversation around Adam giving Hannah Gatorade, no one would do that today. He'd be giving her kombucha. Mm. Gatorade is so out of Celsius. Like, like, or um, Pedialyte. Pedialyte. Yeah, yeah, it's so Pedialyte. Pedialyte is on the up and up in it this It really town. is. We had a party here the other week. At the only every can here was like a white claw or a Pedialyte. People are drinking in the middle of drinking. Yeah, which I think it's interesting. But it would be like CVS. You'd be like, "Hey, do you want electrolyte beverage?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 electrolyte beverage is so rich. And I actually love Hannah's outfit as she's leaving Adam's apartment, which is essentially she'll barely ever hear me say on this podcast. Wow. I assume, but like. I love her dress the way yeah. it is um, corseted in the middle mm-hmm. and that really fun floral pattern. And she's wearing like leggings kind of underneath or like her stockings. And that look is really in today. Baby doll dress, floral print, vintage vibes with leggings. She did something. Totally. And that cardigan color, it's like this like burnt red yeah. kind of yeah. thing that doesn't so happen so much. No. We've gone neon since COVID because of the Y2K like nostalgia right. wave. But I will say all these outfits are very, very 2012 because everyone's in business casual. I mean, Shoshana mm. is 21 and a student. What the hell is she doing in that dress? You're so <laughs> right. You're so right. Marnie's in like a three-piece dress. What was up with what that? Marnie's hair is clipped back in a way you would never see yeah. today. And even Jessa is like wearing like those pants with the belt and the blazer. It's nuts. We're more liberated now. We're freer now. For We're sure. freer now, which is like I think speaks to the like some of the the abortion conversation in this it's like there's all this yeah. shame all all politics was so much more like assimilationist you know what totally. i mean totally we're also radical now well this we're, is what we have to thank <laughs> millennials for honestly we really we're the first do. people to speak like openly about their emotions online and like in a public way like yeah they dropped the mask from like outside to inside like they yeah. were just fully so themselves. now we can be so Fucking, fucking demented yeah literally Lena, hedonistic really thanks for moving the it. needle girl mm-hmm. you were ahead of your time and that's mm-hmm. why we're so excited to honor you and in this podcast series one conversation i'm always having in my head <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry people are a lot more sober now so the idea of day drinking is just like totally out of zeitgeist like jessica couldn't walk into a bar at 1 p.m and just right. like have like some a white russian with there. milk literally come on we don't do milk russian? yeah it's with milk yeah. or it's like a cream based drink it is yeah. cool that they show the milk no, around her mouth because she's like trying to infantilize Almost. herself well you know what it oh, is that's interesting yeah like she's that's feeling like writing. she's being forced oh to like grow up and so she's like having this cup of milk because she really doesn't want to be forced to make this adult choice that right. is really brilliant lena's a even, genius that is just also it's a flip phone did we catch that? <laughs> How does that connect? <laughs> Wait, that's really just, brilliant. Yeah, just has a flip phone and she shuts it closed. I didn't see that. Yeah, all other characters have iPhones, but she has flip phone. Yeah, and you still sh- have friend groups with different kinds of iPhone, uh, different I mean, kinds of phones. Sh- now every friend group is really like Android or iPhone. Right. Shoshana even says like, "Oh, you can't really text her. Like she doesn't. She calls text messages like." Word, Word alerts. alerts. Word alerts. That is funny. Wordle. Um, okay, we do have to close out. Esther, thank you so much for being our Where first can people guest. Find you. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's one of us talk at a time. You want to do the end? <laughs> Esther, thank you so much for being on the pod. We love you so much. Oh, I it's love such y'all. a brilliant conversation. This so fun. Thank you so much for being our very first guest. I know. Where can people find you? You can find me doing comedy all around Brooklyn and a little bit in Manhattan, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm, I don't have Twitter. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. What's at, your at? At Esther Fallick. Thank you all so much for tuning into our second episode. We can't wait for next week <laughs> when we dive into episode so three, three, All Adventurous Women Do. Oh my God, that's a big one. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.